Welcome to the Not Your Average My podcast, where four Hmong American women working to move our community forward one conversation at a time. So tune in every month with Liz, Mania, Monica, and Katie as we dive into politics, pop culture, and all things related to being Hmong American. Let's get it! Hi, listeners. Thanks for tuning in with Not Your Average My. We're continuing our two-part series on love, dating, relationships, and everything in between. In this episode, we'll talk about how we've navigated through relationships and breakups while maintaining our own identities and really balancing out our dreams and goals. So let's get back to where we left off last time. And just touching on that note, I do think that sometimes you find people for that period of Mm -hmm. your life. And like, you know, you might end things with them, but doesn't mean that it was a bad thing or it was a bad experience or your relationship ended on a bad note. You know, it's just like they were the person who you needed for those couple years or that time period in your life. And after that, you both grew and you still wish them the best and they still wish you the best. And it was still a good portion of your life. Not saying that, you know, like you're going to look back and be like, oh, man, uh, that was just like a waste of my time. It wasn't, you know, it made you who you are, but you can still appreciate them for that. Yeah. I don't agree with that based on my well, experience, but we'll that. share yeah, at a different time. Because I, I, I agree with Katie on that. Like, I think now. people are in your lives mm-hmm. for certain reasons, right? Rather good or bad, like there's always a takeaway. But what, I guess what part do you agree with? Yeah, yeah. I guess I agree. There's always a lesson learned from every relationship that you're a part of, even though the heartbreak sucks. I think that's just the part right. about it. It's like, fuck, you had yeah. to go through that heartbreak and you don't want anybody to go through what you went through, you know? But well, um, why do you, why do you disagree what was the question? with, oh my gosh, I don't like, remember. there's someone at every stage of your life that's meant to be there and that you're supposed to move on or you don't have, yeah. I don't think you necessarily have to be happy with that for that person. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't think, you know, everyone has their right. own, reasons and that was just a general statement because i've been with the same person for like you know 18 <laughs> yeah. years yeah so that was a general statement. yeah but you, i don't think you have to be happy for them but i definitely do agree with katie in that like people are in your lives at certain stages for certain reasons you know whether whether it's a positive outcome or a negative outcome or or, or whatever right but i guess what why why don't you agree Mia, or what do you see different I think, well, I guess the lesson yeah. learned is that you know what you don't want in a relationship. No, it does. True. But it just it just sucks to go through it. And, and it was just such a, such a toxic relationship. Mm. And, you know, I think that sometimes people, like, when you date really, really young, some people understand what healthy relationships are and some people don't. And when you date so young, you might think that, oh, like, whatever he's doing to me or whatever that abuse or to- that toxicity is like you might be tolerated yeah. because you're young, you don't know because like love is tolerating or whatever yeah. yeah right so i think that you know some people like stay in relationships for really long without realizing that dude that's not a healthy relationship and it's it's okay to leave or it's okay to want more for yourself too um so i guess for me like lesson learned you know you know what you don't want in a relationship you know you know, like the partner that you want to be with and the way that you also want to to feel loved, right? Yeah. No, I agree, dude. Like I think <laughs> right? my college relationship like also sucked, but it 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 was a heartbreak I had to go through to learn how to like be better in the relationship Appreciate. and how to be a better partner or how to just be myself. Cause mm-hmm. I think when I get right. into I, I don't know, long term relationships, like and I've noticed I tend to lose myself. I took away a lot of that mm-hmm. from 
my last relationship, but I just took away mostly the hardship, the heartbreak and was just like, fuck you, fuck this, fuck everything that we did. But, you know, moving into my long-term relationship with Nick Mm -hmm. now, like I still struggled with like how to be my own person and how to maintain my identity when because I was really insecure, right? Because of all the things that happened in my last relationship, like I, I, I let a lot of that affect my budding relationship with Nick. And so I, I, I think while I agree, you know, it does suck, but some, these are sometimes I feel like the experiences that we just need to go through, which is why, like, I think when we were discussing last time, like I want my kids to be able to date when they're younger so that they know how to navigate and be, you know, and be in mature relationships later on in life when they know what they don't like and like. Because I think for us, we were so suppressed. We didn't know what to do when we were dating, you know? So when we started dating, we just did what we thought was right based off of what we saw in movies and what we saw around us in our families. And that, mm-hmm. like our examples were not always the greatest. For me, I always dated to marry because I thought that was the goal. And when we started dating as young as high school and college, like I thought the goal was to date to marry mm-hmm. because that's what our parents told us. And that's what all our aunts and cousins did, you know? Not that it's wrong, but I wish I did have more dating experiences to know to know what I like and don't like in a relationship, to know what I want. Man, like I, I get I completely get <laughs> oh, that, yeah. but I'm still like, don't I, fucking I date mean, in high school. Just like, like just wait. Just wait till yeah. you go to college. No, that's like, true. high school I relationships might not work out. I don't just mean long term relationships. I actually did well, Monica date dated in, in high school at all because I dated in my, you know, my junior high years and I was like, fuck, high school is for fun or whatever. But like I don't mean to get in like real long term relationships, but I, you know, just I think to know what it feels like to date, I guess, get heartbreak. I don't know. Cause like I think part of life is growing up and knowing how to deal with love and also rejection emotions and like i i don't want to be like completely lost and like i don't want i guess my kids to be like just unaware of dating i don't know how to explain it but it's so i just want want them to have to be able to explore their feelings and emotions because i feel like when we were because we're Hmong and we're so conservative and traditional like we didn't have those experiences and it affected how i dated in college and now when I first started talking with Nick, I already was like, oh my mm. gosh, like maybe this is someone I can sure. spend my life with. And even though we were only dating like three months and I was like, why am I, why am I thinking like that? Like, I don't want to have to think like that. I don't <laughs> want my kids to just have to start yeah, dating well, to think, oh, this is like going to be my life partner. But let me tell you, your kids won't think that because when we were growing up, right, we saw like our older sisters, cousins, like getting married, getting forced marriage when they were like 14, 15, 16, right? For us, dating was, oh, you date and then you get married, right? Like the first person you date or you lose your virginity to, you have to marry them, right? Like your kids are not going to see that. Like they're they're not going to think that at all. Like I'm going to say that, right? Because all of the examples that we had growing up made us think that, I think, um, right. And like, this is why a boy's God, like, 14, like, Oh, you want to get married? You know, like, so no, I know, but I'm just saying, I, 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 I wish, yeah, like, I think for me, you know, I just wish Monica. I would have more dating experiences, even though I did date, you know, like boys, but like, I just wish I had a different like mindset when I got into dating, you know, like I, I love Nick. It took us a long time yeah. and a lot of growth to get to where we're at, but it might've been easier if I had dealt with my like traumas, I guess, or with regular dating heartbreaks. I think it's just like a process of like having mean? failure and learning to accept failure. Not like not even like so much like the heartbreak, but you know, just as human beings, we got to learn the 
tougher side of life or to see some failures to know how to overcome that like you know the sooner we get like some of those dealt with the sooner we can like build from that i think it's you know just really just the failure part of like a failed relationship or fail anything you know like your first f or something like that you know it's just like moving up from that i mean you don't gotta be a plus student all the time you know Manya, what were you going to ask oh no i was just gonna say um like can you expand a little bit more about like the insecurities or if you so you're so if I'm hearing this correctly you're saying that if you had had more dating experiences things would have been easier in the beginning stages of your relationship with it with Nick is is that what you're saying because like all the relationships I went into was dating to marry right and I think what I mean is I wish I had more dating experiences Mm -hmm. or yeah I wasn't maybe I wish I wasn't such a serial monogamous dater or that I wish I to like just like where I just didn't date to marry because then you know (laughs) maybe I wouldn't yeah have to had like stayed with my college ex for so long or like I like fight so hard to make it work because I I wanted to make it work or with Nick there Mm. I think there were a couple times too where it was really we had really hard times and I think it was because I didn't know I was still insecure in myself and like I thought I needed to be in a relationship to be complete or to be valued and to feel, you know, to be full and only to realize, you know, well, actually maybe I don't need Nick and maybe it's just more me and internal that I need to like, you got to love yourself first before you can love someone else. Not, I, and that was my, yeah. oh, the other question I wanted to bring up. I do think that in order to maintain yourself, your identity and to, be your own person in a long-term relationship, you have to be still like confident in yourself, right? Or you have to be secure. And I think for me, a lot of my relationships, I was really mm-hmm. insecure or, or you know, these long-term relationships, I was like, in, or in my relationship with Nick started off really, mm-hmm. I think kind of rough and rocky because I was so really insecure because I brought a lot of like trauma from my last ex relationship into this. And I yeah. thought like, I needed to just yeah. find someone to marry, right? Or to find a long-term partner. And I wasn't focusing on the things that I had to work on myself mm-hmm. to be a good partner or to have a healthy relationship. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense because I, I feel like for me, I have a kind of different definition of what a relationship means versus tongue, right? So for me, I'm like, you need to be independent. Um, Like you need to get your shit together as a person before you can get into a relationship. Like you need to develop yourself first. I'm not going to do that for you. But to him, being part of a relationship is to grow together, to help develop each other, to, you know, to support each other in being the best version of yourself. But to me, I'm like, you better come with, you know, being the best version of yourself and then we can be together. That's fair. That's totally fair. And and then we could be stronger together, right? So so his idea of a relationship is so different from mine. And I think that's what we kind of struggle with, right? Because I'm like, dude, I have my shit together. Like, I know what I want in life. I know what I'm going to do. I don't. I never let the boys who I talk to, like, stop me from pursuing my dreams, right? Or, like, even if they wanted to marry me, I'm like, fuck no. I'm not dropping out of Berkeley to marry you. Like, fuck that. I'm not doing, doing it. But I think for him, like, he just had – he still has this idea of, like, no, we need to help each other grow and – I think it's taken me a long time to get to that point where like, yes, you do need to continue to grow together. You do need to help each other develop and be the best versions of yourselves mm-hmm. while so, you know, making sure that you're doing that, you're taking accountability for yourself as well. So I would say like, that's 
a lesson learned kind of the hard way, you know, being in a long-term yeah. relationship. Like it's hard, you know, I think you're going to outgrow each other in different ways. How do you maintain yourself and your identity in a long-term relationship? I know that some of us already kind of touched in on that, but how does the rest of us uh, maintain yourself and your relationship? I think it's exactly what Mania said. You know, you you focus on yourself and make sure you're accountable for your own actions because it's not anyone else's responsibility, right? And I think that is why like a lot of my, I guess, false or like romanticized ideas of what a relationship was because I always, similar to Tong, you know, thought I would need someone to complete me. And mm-hmm. while being in a long-term relationship is a lot about growing together and having shared values and shared goals, but I think maintaining yourself and your identity is also just making sure you don't say no to your dreams and your interests and that you keep doing things you like to do and you don't always say yes or you know to to your partner right I I think I struggle with this because I always am saying yes to doing things that like Nick likes doing because you know I want to make my partner happy and I want to do things that will make him happy not that he doesn't do things for me but I I think also Mm -hmm. just knowing that being aware of that I also have to just learn to say no if I'm not interested in doing stuff right like I think I would have a hard time to say no if Nick wanted to go out to the club, even though I don't go to the club. Um, like, I've only done that a couple of times, but, like, if he's going to go, then, yeah, I'm going to go, even though I don't want to. But I think it's important mm-hmm. to learn how to, like, you know, set boundaries and learn how to say no. And so and that, that'll that help, at least for me, helps me maintain my sanity and my identity. <laughs> I don't know. what What about others? That's fair. I wanted to go back to something. I think Mania said this, um, or someone else did, but also something I talk about with my other friends, where um, you know she has to make a conscious yeah, decision every day that she is choosing to be with her partner, right? So, right, like love is a choice, mm-hmm. and I mean, yes, like they're in a committed relationship, but like she she's making a conscious choice every day. Like I choose him. Right. And I think this is a way where, you know, that is grounded in herself and her identity. Like she's, it's, and it's not that like they start over every day or something, but you know, it's something that she talked about um, where it really made me think. And I was like, oh, like, I guess that, that makes a lot of sense. Cause I know some people talk about how some relationships, um, you know, come on autopilot. Right. And that's when you, you know, you just, you just go through routines and and maybe the love isn't there anymore, but it's just like a habit or something, right? But yeah, I I, I that's just what I was thinking about um, when you guys were talking about this. Uh, I think you do have to actively like think about yourself when you're making that choice, and it's a good way to to not forget yourself, right? It's like you as a person, like, would you continue to do this? Right. Do you actually want to go clubbing? Yeah, when you want to go clubbing, you know, I think that makes sense. I don't know. Relationships are hard. There's so much joy that comes out of being with a great partner, but relationships are hard because you're two different people who might have a different vision of what you want your lives to be like, right? So for me, I think being with a good partner means that you share a similar vision of how you want to build your future together. And, you know, being able to chase after your dreams and your goals, even if you're not physically together in the same place. Like I've, you know, when I went to grad school in Michigan, some of my mom friends were like, oh, is Tom going to break up with you since you're going to grad school? And like, that's like one of the first questions that they asked me, right? I'm like, what the fuck? Why would he break up with me just because I'm going to grad school? Like, 
Exactly, but it's because their partners would do that. Like their really? partners would well, choose to not be that. with them if they leave that state or that city to go pursue their dreams. So for me, you know, I think that being in a great partnership means being yeah. able to go after yeah. your dreams and you know having a partner who will not dim their light, like who will support you because you would do the same for that person, right? So like with Tom wanting to go to law school, I'm like, I don't need to be in the same city as you. If you go to the Midwest and go, if you go elsewhere, then go. Like you should be able to chase your dreams and your goals at this time when we don't have when we're not married, we don't have kids. Like we don't need to be physically together, right? But I think it yeah. matters a lot when you have that shared vision of how you want your life to be like together. And when you don't, then it's okay to let go and to move on and to find somebody who will support you, right? So I think for me, like I, I, I remind myself of that in a relationship to not lose sight of who I am because I feel like I have a strong sense of identity, but it's also hard when you have to make sacrifices for your partner and you have to kind of negotiate probably timelines of going after your dreams, right? So it's so important to just be with somebody who will support you being the best version of yourself or you, you know, like not giving up your dreams yeah. and your goals just to I accommodate the convenience right. of a relationship. And for me, you know, it's really, yeah, you guys like nailed it, but it's really having like those hard conversations, you know, that, that you need to take time for yourself. And that doesn't mean that you love them less, but you need to develop as a person so you guys both can grow together mm -hmm. in like a better relationship. And, you know, sometimes that means actually taking physical time off or something like that. I know for me, I was like, you know, I just need to pursue this next part of my life so um, you know, you're just going to have to like support me. Yeah, I agree completely with y'all. It, it's just making sure I, I like we already touched all of the points. But yeah, making sure you're in a partnership that is mutually beneficial and your partner supports you. And whether that means being in a long distance relationship or not, like I know for some people like long distance relationship is like not negotiable. And it's like, question and that's okay you know because that if that that is what you want and if that's yeah. what you need in a partnership yeah. that's totally okay but you know yeah for some others like me and you and yeah we both had to go through mm -hmm. that and if you want to make it work and if you want your partner to be successful and you you know also want to work on yourself I think it's totally fair and just to touch on my new thing, a long distance mm -hmm. relationship can work. I've been in a long distance marriage for like 15 years <laughs> while my husband served yeah. in the military and he does do work outside of, you know, the state and stuff. So it's like, yeah, you know, I'm like, hey, I'll see you in a few months. So yeah. it does work. We've gone yeah. 15 years. Katie, how it do you make hard. that work? That's hard. <laughs> I mean, long distance relationships hard, are hard. But like, like, but I if went you have it, like it's hard. the same common goals, and you know, and you have faith and trust in that person, you know, mm -hmm. it's like you, yeah, like you said, you don't have to physically be with that person. Be like, hey, I trust you. Don't go and mess it up or things like that. Or like, you know, like if you both know this is where you guys want to get to, and this is the route to it, then you will be okay with it, you know. And um, so that's going to bring us to our last question, our hottest topic. So, you know, um, would divorce ever be an option for you if you guys get into like a marriage or something like that? Well, let's marinate this. But I, I guess, yeah, like I want to ask Katie because you've been in the longest relationship and you've probably had the hardest, you know, moments of your life while navigating this, right? Like, did you ever want to call it quits like 
I guess, how did you not like, how did you keep on going? You know, like, like, how did you continue to make the choice every day? Cause yeah, like what we said, love is a choice, right? And you could have, you could have cut a quits or you could have said no, but like, what kept you going? And like, and I don't know if divorce is an option for you, but you know, cause I, I'm thinking about this too, as I get into a more like serious relationship with Nick, not that Yes. So like, um, before we actually like jumped into like our serious, serious relationship, we actually had this talk, you know, and like, you know, about like what we envision our relationship to be like. And we both agreed going into this relationship that we were going to give it like 110%, you know, and that like, we were just going to try and try. It's like so damn hard. And like, when we're done trying, that means that we did everything we could. So there would be no regret. And the voice was always like a choice. Like, you know, if the relationship wasn't going to where like, one of us envisioned it to be, then you can call it quits, you know, but that's something that we both agreed on, you know, but like, hey, we're going to give this like 100%. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do these breaks in between. We're going to work through it. And if it comes across like a problem so huge to where we can't, then this is where we're going to call it quits, you know, and that's what like pushed us through like our relationship. Like even though we had like trying times and hard times, if we could overcome it, then that meant that we could, but we were going to try to at least, you know, and not just be like, hey, all right, this has got, this is hard this is a hard Monday for me, let's call it quits. You know, it's like, no, let's give it like 100%. And sometimes that means that like, you know, one of us picked up like that 100%. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes like one of us had to drag each other over it, you know, but we did. And like, you know, but, but we both agreed that if things weren't going to go right, that, you know, we wouldn't keep each other in a toxic relationship and drag each other down too, you know. And we have kids and we both agreed that, you know, if we did, we would do what was best for our kids because we wouldn't want them to see us fighting all the time or like in a bad relationship. We wouldn't want them to think that that's what a relationship is. You know, like we both agreed that kids are first, you know, we could co-parent if things didn't work out for us. And so far things are okay. So would you, so did you two ever define what that will look like? Like, like the worst times or the times where you're like, okay, we need to call it quits. Probably like when we both want to like kill each other and can't stand to be in the same room, you know, like it's like it's like when we stop talking, when we stop caring and when like everything just goes out the window, you know, it's like there's days where you feel like that and there's like time periods where you feel like that. But I mean, if you're like if somebody extends the hand and is willing to talk about it, then we talk about it and we get over it. But if it comes to the point to where like, hey, I just don't care what you do and I can't like I can like go on days and days without talking to you, then that's that's where we need to like reevaluate our relationship, you know, like, I mean, there's time where you need to like cool off and like chill and not see each other or talk to each other. That's fine in a relationship. But if that continues, you need to like reevaluate that and be like, should we still be with each other? Do we still like reevaluate our goals and our vision? Like, you know, is it, is it still the same? Do we still see each other the way we used to see each other, you know, and we have these conversations like all the time, you know, it's good to have these conversations just to check on where each other is at, you know, but if you're going to assume that you know the other person and what they're thinking, that's always like the first like and worst thing you can do is assume, you know, just have the conversations and see where you're at and move on from there. Um, Is divorce an option for you too? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, initially I always thought that like, I would, you know, want to make it work and that divorce would never be an option and that, you know, no matter what, I would do everything I can to keep it together. But then I think growing up, my my perspective on that has changed and I don't, yeah, I think it should be an option because one, 
people do change, people do grow and you can't force someone to be, you know, in love with you if they, if they're not, or you just can't force someone to be with you if they don't want to be. And part of accepting that divorce is an option is me learning to just be more secure in myself. Cause I think divorce wasn't an option for me because I was just really insecure and like, it's taken me a really long time to get there because <laughs> to me, you know, I like, like we said, we grew up with really traditional parents and like divorce is the worst. And it's like still really scary to think about. But then I also realized I didn't want it to be an option because, you know, I was just really insecure. And I just thought that, you know, I could mm-hmm. force to make some to make something work. But obviously, you know, life doesn't work that way. And yeah, it's taken me a while to get here. But you know, I've had these conversations with my partner, Nick, and I think it should be an option for, for every relationship. Um, I am deathly afraid of divorce. I, I think I've talked about this before. Like It would be my greatest shame. Um, I mean, I think obviously like an option is an option, um, you know, and my I obviously like my parents raised us to to know like yes if if you're in an abusive relationship like they will support us you know leaving it but um everything right that we've ever been taught right is you you know you, the worst thing is to be a divorcee um and so I don't know it's still something that I'm working through um but it's not true Liz you can be a divorcee just fine <laughs> No, it's not true. It's not true. But, but I'm just saying, right? Like my, my social signal, social pressure. I sorry to cut you off, Liz. I was gonna say, divorced. You know, being a divorced person is so still is still so stigmatized. But then again, when I think about it, I don't think people choose that as the first option, right? Like I think they choose it when it's just time to let go of the marriage. And plus, divorce is so freaking expensive. So for me, I'm like. <laughs> I know, like, I would not want to divorce because it's so expensive. But then again, I also see see that as an option. Like you mentioned, Monica, like, if I am so miserable in my marriage, then and we are just horrible people to each other, then it is okay to, like, let go and move on, right? And you can't help if that person falls in love with somebody else. Like, you you can't control that. Uh, but my partner is like, divorce is not an option at all. Like, you make it work no matter what. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's a different dynamic than when you feel like it should be an option. And if Tong feels like it shouldn't be. Hmm. I don't think I'm, I don't, I don't think I feel any type of way about it. I mean, he's, he's, so he feels really strongly about not having divorce as an option. And of course for me, I'm like, okay, obviously I I would want our marriage to work out if we were to ever get married. Right. It's just like the divorce as, the last last option if things just don't work out so like I see that as as his commitment but then you know we also don't know what the future is like like people change people outgrow each other people are gonna be like they're not we're not gonna be the same people in 50 years so it's and that's the thing about relationships right like they're really hard because you're not the same people that you were a few years ago and you need to continue to grow together to make to allow that relationship to work and it's I don't know I don't know I don't know if I'm answering that question it's it's hard <laughs> I guess relationships are hard <laughs> no I get it. I mean I don't I yeah I don't expect an answer and I think 
part of the beauty and the downside of being in a relationship is taking that risk, right? To learn and find out what will happen, you know? And I, I'm really excited for you and Tong and for all of us, you know, to explore ourselves and our relationships as we move forward. Because I think of you and Tong as like, you know, one of the like model partnerships that like I have seen a really healthy, strong partnership, you know, and same with like Katie and, you know, our brother-in-law, Matt, like you guys are like some of the best role models we have in partnerships and something that I think I would try to emulate in my partnership. So I look forward to taking the risks. But see, that's the thing. It's like when you go in with this vision, don't go in with this false vision, you know, like things might look great on the outside, but it's not perfect. Go in with the open mind and just like work what you're going to work and don't have any like too much expectations, you know, and let that fall into to to place and with that person. And like, you know, like what I always tell people is like, you know, communication is key. Like that's what's going to kill you is when you don't talk to each other and when you don't communicate how you feel or what's going on, you know, and like you let that build up. I guess that's where that toxic, um, you know, like energy comes from. It's like, you just got to talk about everything and make sure everybody's feeling good, you know, to make it work. I mean, Monica, right. that's so sweet of you to say, but damn, relationships are hard. Like, <laughs> they probably look good, but it's like, like Katie mentioned before, it's a lot of hard conversations. Like, you know, Tong's a Christian, I'm not. And before, early in, early on in our relationship, like he said that like, he wanted to be with a Christian person. And honestly, I was like, then be with someone who's a Christian because I'm not. And I probably would never be a Christian. And if you can't accept that, then you have to decide if you want to be with me or not. Right. So I think it's, about having really, really hard conversations and also being so honest with yourself about what you want for yourself in a relationship and a partnership. Um, and, you know, like, I think he's coming around to where he's like, I would, I just want to be with you. Like that is, it doesn't matter if you're That's a Christian great. or not. I want to be with you. <laughs> and if you are never a Christian, I will accept that. I mean, yeah. sometimes, some days I'm like, I don't fucking believe that. But some days I'm like, okay, I'll have to take that as at face value. I have to take your words for what they are. Uh, but it is hard. Like it is, it's hard because, you know, because I'm not a Christian, I I feel like I, I accept a lot of religions. Like I've learned about a lot of religions and I'm very acceptive of so many different faiths and beliefs. But if I never get to that point, right, then you have to accept that I will never get to that point. Or even if I convert, I will not be happy, which will make you mm-hmm. miserable. So there's no point of doing that. And I think that it's taken a long time to get to that point where we're like, okay, we're choosing to be with each other regardless of our religious backgrounds or, you know, what the future yes, might hold. Yes, you so, got to put in those hours, know. man. That's how a relationship works. Serious, man. Well, I wanted to ask, I mean, it seems like one of the big themes in our conversation is that relationships are hard, but why would you bother going to them? Like, why are they worth it, right? Um, parting thoughts. I just, you know, because we this whole time we've been talking yeah. about how relationships are difficult, um, you know, and you lose yourself and you have to maintain yourself. But then, like, why are they worth pursuing if they're so difficult? No, that's a great question. I think for me, love and wanting to be loved is just inevitable. Like it's part of human nature to want that connection, companionship, to be loved, to feel loved. Like it's such a wonderful feeling too. There are so many, there's so much joy from being in a great relationship and a partnership, but like, you know, you have to be honest, like it, 
life is hard. Relationships are going to be hard because you have to work at building the life that you want together. And I would agree with Mania. I think for me, maybe it's because of how we were raised, you know, or the values that like our parents instilled in us. But because of my wants, like I want to be able to have a family and I, I want a companion and a partnership in, when I'm old and gray. Like, and I, I've seen like, you know, old people, it's really hard. It's really lonely, you know, when we get old. And like, I've always been really afraid of dying, one, and two, dying alone. So, you know, whether that means like I have a partner or not, like I hope to have someone at the end you know, of my life that I built something with. And I think that's why I, I get into a relationship or why I got into a relationship because I, I want to build something and I want to have a partner there at the end to celebrate all the, the wins and the, you know, the big L's that we've taken. And it, it's just as hard as relationships are, it is really nice to have someone there with you, like almost every step of the way. And it doesn't even have to be like, a partner, but like, you know, that it goes the same for building friendships, right? Or like having relationships with your family members. Like, I think like what Manya said, human connection is just inevitable. And like, we have to work at making a relationship work. Right. And I definitely agree with all of that. Um, You know, you just want to be loved. You want to be, you just want to be in the comfort of someone else and you want to have that. But I mean, like along the way, the reason why that I feel that is worth it is um, I have three reasons and those are my three children. You know, I mean, like that's just like a plus from it. And, you know, like you develop into this like great relationship mm-hmm. and then you produce these like kids that are freaking like half of you and half of them. And then you sit there and you compare like, you know, who they're like and who they look like. And it's just like, the best reason and like the most um, physical thing you could see from your relationship. And, you know, I'm not saying that every relationship needs kids, but you know, that's, that was my, I mean, that wasn't my reason going in, but it is my reason now, you know, is to have a healthy relationship for them to see and for them to able to mm-hmm. um, learn from Katie. Yeah. I only asked that because, so I saw a little woman recently and I think, yeah, it's, it's good. It's one of the big questions is right. Like, what is love and what is loneliness, right? Because, um, well, I don't want to spoil it, but it, it the reviews of it also talks a lot about that. Um, and this goes back to what we were talking about, like with with friendships. Like maybe you just have a really deep connection with someone. And it's not love, but it's just like a deep connection that makes you feel not lonely. I think a lot of, you know, single independent people, women or men or whoever, like, do find solace in being independent and find solace in just not having to worry about a partner. And that's totally fair too. You know? So do whatever works for you. Right. Right. Life is hard. I'd like a partner to help me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Help me carry the groceries. Right. Like I, Sid knows I'm always like, Hey, can you help me out with this? Errand? Unless you're in a long like, distance relationship and where you got to like shovel mm-hmm. like 12 inches of snow by yourself all the time because your partner's not here and you got to carry in your groceries. <laughs> And you had to carry your own fat babies with it. Oh, like, no, it's all me. But mm-hmm. I love I him for that. what he does. So, well, thanks for being open and sharing your stories, ladies. <laughs> I really appreciate that, and I, I, I think I've learned a lot from listening to y'all. Yeah, I think you know, I think we're at this age where it's like we know people who are married. We're kind of going into that stage of thinking about marriage and all of that, and preparing for that, and 
life will always throw challenges at you. Like, and this is why for me, like talking about relationships is so important because you, I think it's helpful to see what healthy relationships are, what healthy marriages are really redefine what I see one in a marriage, right? Like just seeing what my parents have definitely is not healthy. And that's, that was the idea of marriage that I had. So I think for me, when I talk about relationships, it's like, man, like, how do you navigate life together? And, you know, we really want to hear from you, um, your stories and anything that lessons learned that have worked for you as well. So again, it's, it's a conversation about really developing healthy relationships and and then if you guys have any questions you guys want us to answer or any of your own stories to share please hit us up on our social media facebook twitter um and we don't have snap yet so maybe thanks everybody we'll check you guys next time bye everyone bye